Hello, hi, and a warm welcome to the Samadhi Podcast, a series of short talks and guided meditations that help you become a happier, more peaceful, and positive person. Learn how to calm the mind, deeply relax, gain control of feelings and emotions, and let go of stress and anxiety. This week, we're talking about developing a daily meditation practice. In modern day society, meditation can be used as a remedy for life's problems, when stress becomes too much, when anxiety is kicking in or the kids are screaming. If you look at meditation as simply a tranquilizer, as like paracetamol for a headache, then you're missing the bigger picture of what it can be doing for you. Meditation in the Buddhist context and in the contemplative tradition context means cultivating the heart and mind, cultivating it in order to grow to mature, to reach and to transcend our positive inequalities. So when we speak of meditation, many think of the formal sitting down type, you know, in the full lotus position on a nice cushion. Um, But this is not the only way to meditate. Meditating in a formal seated way is a support and it's a very useful skill. It's a chance to develop exceptional levels of mindfulness, concentration, but it is not the path on its own, and it is not the only form of meditation either. So meditation, the definition, the the translation, means to cultivate, cultivating the heart, the heart mind. So any time we're engaging in any sort of mental training or practice of the mind, this is meditation. So it's common to think that we need to set aside a special time or a special place to meditate. And while this is helpful for our formal meditation practices, the true purpose of meditation is to help us here and now, on a daily basis, while we're out there interacting with the world, when the kids are screaming, when we're in traffic, when there's stress at work. So it's to help us achieve and maintain exceptional levels of inner peace, emotional balance, and mental health in the midst of all that trials and tribulations of our daily life throughout all the ups and downs. That's really what meditation is for. So if it's to help us in the midst of a busy life, then it must be a dynamic practice, not a practice that's confined to a chair or a cushion. So your daily meditation practice, then it's in the here and now, moment to moment awareness, moment to moment cultivation. It's with you, not just during the ups and downs, conflicts, disappointments, heartbreaks, but especially during those times, because that's when it's most useful. So if we want to resolve our daily problems, the things that we get stressed about, the things that we get angry over, jealous of, our conflicts, etc., then we need to understand them, we need to investigate them, remedy them. The mind is where you do that, and the technology needed to work with the mind is meditation. You work directly with the mind. You know, if you lost your car keys inside your house, you wouldn't look outside, you wouldn't walk down the street, you wouldn't go into town looking for your keys, you'd look inside your house. And it's the same here. We want to solve problems in the mind, and so that's where we look. We need to look directly at the mind, work with it, and remedy it from our own direct experience. And to really understand it and make strides towards some sort of personal freedom and liberation, Well, understanding it when it is truly stable, calm, and clear 
informal meditation is very important, but equally, if not more important, is watching and observing it when it gets angry, when it craves, when it's in conflict with others. Attending closely with introspection, mindfully noticing and observing the myriad of thoughts and emotions as they arise, play out their time and dissolve again. When we're inattentive to this process, when we live mindlessly and we just allow our mind to be off the leash and we're not really watching our thoughts or seeing what's going on, if we have no awareness, then we're not really making any progress and we're not really gaining any control over our mind either. So we're going to have the same old habits and the same old results. But even the act of merely watching our thoughts and emotions, even just being aware of them as a third party, leads our thoughts and emotions to lose their strength. So the moment you notice a thought as it arises, the kind of thought that would normally lead you towards some anxiety or stress, the moment you just simply notice it, it loses its strength. If we have no awareness, then we might become angry or upset with someone, but we're only able to reflect on it. We're only able to reflect on how extreme our behavior was and how we responded to it after it's happened, because we have no awareness at the time. Now, being aware moment to moment of our thoughts and our emotions in the midst of a hectic daily routine is no easy task, especially if we don't have much familiarity with the way that the mind works to begin with. But living mindfully is definitely possible. So, recently, While chopping some veg for my dinner, I superficially cut some skin off the end of my thumb. So it started bleeding, um, and after it stopped, you know, I now had this cut, which, until it healed, I needed to protect from getting infected. And I needed to protect it from, from banging it against things and causing more pain. So you begin to live mindfully, you know, mindful of the fact that you have this cut that you need to protect. So when you're washing your hands, typing on a keyboard, getting dressed, putting shoes on, just going about your day, um, you're being mindful of this cut and you're avoiding using it. Once or twice, you'll forget and you'll bang, bang your thumb against something and it'll hurt, but it, it serves as a sharp reminder to be mindful. Now, very quickly, this being mindful of your cut becomes an automatic habit. Very soon you don't have to consciously think about it moment to moment because there's a deeper level of mind doing the job and you're just automatically keeping your thumb out of harm's way. You're just keeping that cut clean and avoiding getting it dirty. So it's all about familiarity. Living living mindfully is definitely possible because we do it all the time. There's that example, but then we're mindful that on the way home we need to pick up some shopping. So it doesn't mean that all day we think, I need to pick up some bread, I need to pick up some bread, I need to pick up some bread. No, I can't help you. Sorry, I'm trying to be mindful. I need to pick up some bread. I need to pick up some bread. No, it it just means that we bear in mind that with which we think is important. So if we think that having some peace of mind, some freedom from our stress, from our anxiety, worry, anger, etc., if we think that having some freedom from those things is important to us, then we can definitely live mindfully. Having said that, to begin with, it is definitely helpful to become familiar with the mind in silence. Not silent in terms of no thoughts, but a mind that is free from discrimination, not preferring one thought over another or no thoughts over some thoughts. 
So begin by taking some time to just sit quietly, have your eyes partially open, turn your awareness to your mental domain, to the place where dreams, thoughts, images occur, and then quietly observe. When thoughts, images, or emotions arise, don't follow them. Simply watch them. If a thought relating to food arises, for example, just watch the thought, as if you are an uninterested party. See it arise, play out, and go. Actually thinking about the food and planning your next meal is not the object of that meditation. It's just watching. So you simply watch the thoughts. And after a while, you can start to pose questions, such as, where are these thoughts coming from? What do they do once they've arrived? Where do they go? Do they have any size, shape, colour? If I stay detached, do they go away faster or slower? Do they stay longer if I attach myself to them? Do some thoughts appear to be my own, and do others appear to not have my influence? And more crucially, in becoming familiar with how thoughts and emotions work, their causes and their conditions, and asking these kinds of questions, you'll be able to increase your level of awareness of them, not just when you're quiet, but in the midst of daily life. And you'll also have started to gain familiarity with how you can influence them, and how you can actually not follow the thoughts that you know will bring yourself or others harm. So meditation, a daily meditation practice then, it need not be something difficult to start, and it need not be something separate from life and its daily ups and downs. If you want to experience some peace in the modern world, then you need to be able to watch, understand, and remedy your anger, craving, sadness, anxiety, stress, as they occur in daily life. Only when you turn the tables and gain control over your emotions and find true emotional balance, instead of having them control you, can your naturally peaceful, loving, and joyful side emerge. This peaceful and balanced nature allows you to live life more fully, not sweating the small stuff, but really enjoying and living in the moment with a fresher, happier outlook. And what you saw as a problem before just might not be a problem anymore. I wanted to thank you for listening to this week's podcast and I hope it brings some benefit to you. If you would like to learn more about meditation or join us for our free weekly online meditation sessions, then please join our Samadhi community on Facebook. Just go to our website, samadhi.org.uk, click on support, then click on join our Samadhi Sangha, and you can find out all the information there. Please don't forget to subscribe and share, and I hope to see you again soon.